The Giants have finally announced their coaching staff, at least much of it, and there are some familiar names from the Giants' past on this uh, new coaching staff. There are some surprising retentions, and then there are people who are gone. And so we're going to get into all of it, break it all down next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Uh, This is my prop microphone for now, if you just saw me pull this in on YouTube. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case like I did, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And coming up on today's show, as I said, we are going to get into the uh, coaching staff finally being announced. Um, It is not a complete list. That's the thing to note. It's kind of, they don't make it totally clear that it's not a complete list, but it's not. And so where I want to begin is with the key additions. And those key additions are Ryan Christensen, uh, Matt Williams, yes, that Matt Williams, and Pat Burrell. So these three join the organization, uh, Christensen, as bench coach. So, you know, Kai Correa is not mentioned in this press release. So that's a name to watch. It's, you know, we haven't heard one way or another about what's going to happen with Kai Correa. Matt Williams is here to be the third base coach. And so Mark Hallberg, he does stay around, but he gets kind of demoted to first base first base coach. And so uh, what does that mean for Antoine Richardson? And then Pat Burrell, when they announce him as the hitting coach, at least the Giants actually put out two press releases. The first one didn't mention Justin Bealey, um, who was their main hitting coach last year. But and then they announced Burl, and so so it seemed like Burl was going to be the guy taken over um, as the main hitting coach. But then they later corrected themselves and said Justin Veely is coming back, and Pat Burl is going to be a co-hitting coach with Justin Veely. So a lot to get into here, and I'm just going to kind of read you through what the Giants had to say about these additions, and then we're going to talk about uh, those who are coming back. It's not just some, you know, there's others that I haven't mentioned yet. And then some, some losses and some key losses and then some unknowns. There's just a lot to get into. So Christensen, it's the way they, the way the Giants say it's pronounced is Christensen, which is, I, I just don't know how to say that well, but 
my best effort is Ryan Christensen, uh, who's 49 years old. He enters his first season with the Giants after spending the previous two years with the Padres, first as bench coach and last year as associate manager under Bob Melvin. Before his stint with San Diego, Christensen spent 16 seasons with the Oakland Athletics. Uh, the Redlands, California native, spent five seasons managing in the Athletics farm system after single-A stints in Beloit, I think that's how you say that, in 2013. He guided double-A uh, Midland to back-to-back Texas League championships Served as manager in AAA in 2017 before joining the A's as bench coach in 2018. He was originally selected by the A's 10th round, 1995, um, out of Pepperdine and spent six seasons in the big leagues with the A's. Um, first, wait, uh, whatever, doesn't matter. He, he spent six seasons in the big leagues. So this is a guy that Bob Melvin really, really trusts and likes. And that's the fact of the matter. And he's new to the organization, but he's very kind of close with Bob Melvin. And that's the important thing. And that's what you want in your bench coach is, I mean, it was a little odd, frankly, to me, like with Kai Correa and Gabe Kapler, because as far as I know, they didn't have a prior relationship. Um, so I think that this pairing of someone who he uh, that Melvin really trusts is a good thing, and you know it's his guy, and he he has the right very much so to bring his guy to be his bench coach. So I like it. I like I like that fact. And Matt Williams, I mean, yes, like I said, the that Matt Williams who spent his first many seasons with the San Francisco Giants from 1987 as a 21-year-old till 1996 and was a heck of a player for the Giants. Um, He rejoins the team, and here's what the Giants had to say about it. Matt Williams, 57, returns to the Giants after having played for the organizations for 11 seasons from 86 to 96. Williams, who worked under Melvin in Oakland and San Diego, managed the Nationals in 2014 and 15, did not go so well. Although, actually, the next sentence is, and was named NL Manager of the Year in his first season with the team. It's funny, he only was there for two years. Managers of the Year often get fired, and Gabe Kapler's just the latest. You know, it happens a lot. Um, But anyway, uh, he... Spent two years on the A's staff and was the Padres' third base coach over the past two seasons. He also spent two years managing in in Korea in 2020 and 2021 when he skippered the Kia Tigers of the Korean baseball organization. Williams was also on the Diamondbacks Major League staff as first base coach in 2010, third base coach 20 blah, 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 uh, five-time All-Star, four times with the Giants, Played 17 big league seasons, um, and he was a four-time Gold Glove winner, Silver Slug Award. You know, you won the World Series with the Diamondbacks in 2001. We we all know who Matt Williams is. My memory of him, like I was in 1996 when he left the Giants. I was like, I mean, I don't know exactly. He played through the '96 season, so I was like seven years old, and I so I never really saw this guy play. So if you're older than me, you have a much different kind of feeling and and memory. That's probably I think you know very fond memories of Matt Williams as a player for the Giants. I don't have that. I kind of more so just know him as a guy who played for the Giants 
and was really good for them and was unpopularly traded as I recall. And um, then kind of as a nationals manager, I kind of had a weird vibe about him and like, a, like it didn't go well in that second season. I suppose the first season, I guess it did go well. Uh, Giants beat him. I believe he was managing in uh, when they played that 18 inning game. Anyway, <clears throat> I also recall that he and Bob Melvin, like of the pot, like this is just what comes to mind. They got so ticked off at Mauricio Dubon for bunting in a blowout. Do you remember that? Like it was this big thing and the Giants were like, to heck with your unwritten rules and blah, blah, blah. So, um, and the Padres were mad and Matt Williams was among those who were mad. So honestly, I'm just being real with you. For me, it's like, I'm going to get to know Matt Williams a little bit to, to a lot of you. It's like, you probably already feel like you really know him, but I, I know who he is and I've seen him around, but I don't, I don't know him like on a, I haven't seen a lot of interviews with him. So I'm going to have to learn uh, more about Matt Williams, but he takes over for Mark Hallberg at third base and, you know, there's a there's a theme here with there's like Giants lineage with a lot of these guys. So coming up in just a minute more about the new coaching staff, the last addition here from the outside being Pat Burrell, a, a well-deserved promotion for a guy who has kind of worked his way up and had I, I mean, I've heard this guy talk about hitting and and he's got some talent as an evaluator. And so we'll get into the addition of Burl and all the rest of the moves in just a minute. And before we do, uh, today's episode is brought to you by our very good friends over at Jace Medical. You and I, we spend a lot of time talking together. We get fired up on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, who's the opener, who's, you know, should they even use openers, all that. I'm thankful for that connection that we have, and today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Whether you're on extended travel like I am literally about to be, bracing for major weather events, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you're covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis viagra and rivadio prescriptions go online right now to jacemedical.com to receive your 12 month supplies unheard of on your daily medication remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well a very a verified customer had this to say about jace i'm thankful for the service supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have them I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you love would get peace of mind from having a year supply of a daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. All right, uh, here we go. We're going to get into Pat the Bat Burl joining the coaching staff in a significant role, too. It's not just like a token former giant. You know, we heard reports, and, and still they may come true, of like Ryan Vogelsong and JT Snow. Just like, and I, ha I had concerns, like, we don't want to go overboard here just like pumping, up, pumping out nostalgia. We want these guys to be qualified and to help the players perform. Um, and... 
So we don't know yet the full staff, but Pat Burrell, I think, is not just a kind of nostalgia move. The more I hear him talk hitting, the more I'm like, wow, this guy really has a, a knack for this. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day, everydayers. On Monday, we're going to be breaking down the latest. Like, we may have some free agent signings by then. Like, this thing is moving along free agency. Uh, hopefully, more of the staff gets revealed. We've we've also got a ton of mailbag questions. So just kind of a mixed bag plan for Monday. Like, be on your toes for any news. And that is going to be priority uh, number one for us is any kind of actual news for the offseason. Like tonight, with the coaching staff being revealed. So, moving on to Pat Burrell. Giants write-up in their press release is that Pat Burrell, who's 47, uh, had served as the Giants' roving hitting coach in their player development system for the last four years. In 2019, he worked for NBC Sports Bay Area on Giants pre- and post-game. I don't even even remember that. Uh, Burrell served as a special assignment scout for the Giants from 2012 to 2015, including helping the Giants prepare for opponents during the 2012 and 14 postseasons. As a player, he played 12 years in the majors, was a career 253 hitter. I don't like that they used just batting average. I think his on base was pretty darn robust. Uh, 292 home runs. We're just going average home runs and RBIs here. I refuse to uh, conform and just list them all. While winning two World Series, one with Philadelphia and one with the Giants. He spent the first nine seasons of his career with the Phillies before joining the Rays in 09. He was acquired by the Giants from Tampa Bay in 2010. That was a huge like move that the Giants made. It wasn't like a major trade. I think they put him on waivers or it was... Uh, they he cleared waivers and they signed him to a minor league contract, something like that. And he ended up just having a massive impact down the stretch. And so they don't win the world series in 2010 without Pat Burrell, in my opinion. Um, And so they say he hit 18 homers in 96 games for the giants in 2010 uh, during the regular season before helping the club to its first world championship in San Francisco. He last played in the majors for the Giants in 2011, appearing in 92 games. So it's kind of crazy that they um, have kind of taken Pat Burrell in as their own when he had such a longer history with Philadelphia. And I think it's, you know, Philadelphia's loss is the Giants' gain here. Like like it said, he played in twenty part of 2010 and appeared in 92 games in 2011 and that was his Giants career and yet he's like feels like a giant through and through because of his contributions to a World Series title and so um anyway like like I said the what I've heard and what I've read is that Pat Burrell has a strong reputation here for kind of hitting acumen like just for teaching hitting and philosophies of hitting and and scouting and and he's worked with a lot of the young players importantly given what i said about his background what he's been doing recently a roving um their roving hitting coach for the last four years in their player development system so he's been around like marco luciano luis matos casey schmidt uh wade meckler on and on and on he's he's got familiarity with these guys and he's got the familiarity with the fans and all that and so at first like I said it seemed like oh my gosh Pat Burrell is 
the hitting coach and like they're just gonna have one instead of three and um that was their initial press release but then they sent out a correction and they said among other things but i'll read this part first because it's pertinent right now justin veely returns for his fifth season as it says the hitting coach which also they say for burl pat burl hitting coach and so it doesn't say like assistant hitting coaches so what what i've seen on twitter is like they're co-hitting coaches kind of like i believe donnie ecker and justin veely were like co-hitting coaches and then dustin lind was more like behind the scenes um and then when ecker left they brought in pedro guerrero and guerrero it says in this press release will return for his third season as the assistant hitting coach so it sounds like the there's a there's a equal footing here with burl and veely and guerrero remains however this is where we get our first casualty of the staff dustin lind not going to return and so I assume that's just kind of like a, I mean, it's not necessarily a firing. His contract may have been up, but, you know, we've said that, like, this is where I kind of say the coaching staff needed a shakeup. It's a little bit of a surprise to me that Justin Veely returns, except I will just point out, Donnie Ecker has called Justin Veely and some of the others on the coaching staff, the hitting coaching staff, the best in the world. Like, I think he probably had a part in picking Justin Veely as his kind of co-hitting coach essentially and so I don't know like this is what it's always hard to say what how much do you do do you attribute to Ecker, Veely, neither, both you know and so basically you're you're replacing Dustin Lind and who exactly knows what Dustin Lind was doing I think he was like the guy in the cages during the games getting guys like ready to pinch hit and Veely was in the dugout and before that Veely was in the cages and Ecker was in the dugout and so I'll be interested to see who's in the dugout is it Burl now and Veely goes back into the cages or is it the other way around so uh or is it Pedro Guerrero's the guy in the cages and Veely and Burl are in the dugout. So all those questions kind of remain to be seen, but there's your hitting group. I mean, it's it's Veely, it's Burl, seemingly on equal ground, and then Pedro Guerrero as an assistant uh, to those two. And so, so then moving on, some other holdovers, if you will, from Gabe Kapler's staff that are announced here. Um, the Giants say, in addition to adding Burl, Mark Hallberg, who has spent the previous four seasons on the major league coaching staff and the last two as the club's third base coach, will move to first base in 2024 to accommodate, again, Matt Williams being the third base coach. I actually thought that Mark Hallberg did a really good job as third base coach in terms of like, I've, I could, this is a totally different topic, but like, a perfect hitting coach, like if you're if you never get a guy thrown out at home plate, you're a horrible third base coach. And that may seem counterintuitive, but it means you're leaving outs or you're leaving runs off like off the board by by not getting more guys thrown out. It's you're being too conservative because some of the time, um you any because the next guy, if there's two outs, the next guy is going to make an out a lot. And so you just need to be better than those odds. Anyway, that's not neither here nor there. But I liked 
I thought Hallberg did a good job, and I'm not sure how Matt Williams will do. So that's just something I need to see, and we'll see. So, But, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a slap in the face for uh, Hallberg to get demoted to first base coach. Sounds like Antoine Richardson probably not coming back, uh, given that the third base coach is moving to first base coach, and that's where Antoine Richardson was. And so remains to be seen, but that's the latest there. So as I said, Justin Veeley and Pedro Guerrero on the hitting side uh, returning. And then we've got news that JP Martinez will enter his fourth season as the team's assistant pitching coach. And there we have the end of any mention of pitching coaches. And the Giants, previously, they had uh, J.P. Martinez as an assistant pitching coach. But they also had a director of pitching in Brian Bannister, who had a sterling reputation as one of the best pitching minds in the game. He has since departed for the Chicago White Sox. And then we also have the uncertain status of Andrew Bailey, who's not mentioned here. He's not mentioned as someone who's gone. He doesn't, he hasn't taken a job elsewhere as far as we know. I mean, it hasn't been reported, certainly. But it's also not announced here that he's coming back. And so there's an important sentence at the end that I'll just read now. And it says, the remainder of the Giants coaching staff will be announced in the coming weeks. And to me, that's just 100% about guys are out there exploring their other options. You know, like Andrew Bailey's seeing what else is out there. And there's a chance he returns. You know, he could be director of pitching, which would be a promotion. Uh, we've heard the name Brian Price. I'm a little bit surprised Brian Price isn't in this initial press release. So more to be revealed, and it's understandable that they can't make an announcement of the full staff. But this is a lot, and at the end, we'll count how many coaches this makes up because a lot has been made in previous years about the number of coaches the Giants have had. But we've also got another key loss. Like The Giants already lost Brian Bannister. Another key loss that we figured out today, and it to me it's key, um, but then also what about two other holdovers? Alyssa Nakin, Tyra Uematsu, who's been with the Giants forever. Are these two back? Are they not back? We will get into it in just a minute. And before we do. All right, as promised, the status of Alyssa Nakin. Does she return or is she gone? How about Tyra Uematsu? And what is this uh, key loss that I'm saying we just found out about today? Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. We'll have the latest for you. You know, the hot stove continues to be hot. Rumors, all that kind of stuff. It's that time of year, folks. And uh, maybe more news about the staff. All kinds of stuff is possible between now and Monday. And otherwise, we're sitting on a bunch of mailbag questions. And so just be on the lookout. If any news happens at all, that's what we'll have for you. Uh, anyway, continuing on. Um, What's the most pertinent thing to say first? I think it's Alyssa Nakin. So Alyssa Nakin obviously broke ground as the first female like in-dugout coach in the history of Major League Baseball, which is awesome. And everybody loves her. Like the players, she's just a she's a good coach. She played highly competitive 
college softball. She was really good. Uh, she has a master's in sports management. She started working for the Giants like over a decade ago as an intern in baseball operations, and she's been with the organization the whole time. So people say like, what, you know, when they interviewed her for manager, which, you know, was the first time known that a female uh, person has interviewed to be a major league manager, which is also really cool and deserved. They said it was like PR or something, but but she has quite a resume. And now she's been a major league coach for a long time. So do they bring her back is the big question. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Alyssa Nacken, according to the Giants, will begin her fifth season. Like she's a seasoned coach, you know, her fifth season as an assistant coach and Tyra Uematsu will embark on his third season as an assistant coach on the Giants Major League staff. It doesn't mention Uematsu. He has been around in the organization for so long. He was a bullpen catcher for a long time, and he was promoted eventually to uh, assistant coach. And yeah, like I said, then it says the remainder of the Giants coaching staff will be announced in the coming weeks. And so unknown here. Kai Correa. Unknown. I mean, we know Dustin Lind is not coming back. Kai Correa and uh, someone someone else who comes to mind is uh, Craig Albernaz. And unfortunately, sadly, Craig Albernaz is gone. And Craig Albernaz, for me, was one of the uh, better coaches the Giants had in terms of just keeping people loose and he was a catching coach for a long time, and I think he he helped a lot. I mean, he worked with Patrick Bailey, has helped Joey Bart improve his framing and all that. Um, and so that's a big loss. And he goes to the Cleveland Guardians to be one of the new coaches under their new manager, Stephen Vogt. And one of the first, I mean, the first guy I put in a vote of confidence for to be the Giants manager. I said a vote for vote, and I went and did a whole episode explaining why I thought he should be the manager. But I have since kind of realized I do think having a first-time manager was probably too risky and that Bob Melvin is a really – I don't want to call him just like a safe, boring choice because I think he's actually like one of the better managers in the game and also the Bay Area ties, and, and it just makes a lot of sense for the Giants. and But – you lose Craig Albernaz, and I think that's a big one. Um, and they've also lost, uh, like I said, Brian Bannister, and then Andrew Bailey, we have heard, may very well end up somewhere else. He has family more on the East Coast, and we've heard that that may pull him away. But we don't know for now. So let's just count, because I think, what was it, a 13-person staff, and it received a lot of mockery from around the game from the moment it was announced way back in 2019 when Gabe Kapler was hired and and the staff came out and it turned out it included some pretty heavy hitters you know Brian Bannister and and Donnie Ecker guys who have been in demand it's like a lot of the coaches that Kapler hired there have gone on Ethan Katz you know left to be the pitching coach for the Chicago White Sox now Brian Bannister is Doing, I don't know if he's director of pitching or what, but also with the Chicago White Sox. Craig Albernaz, hired by the Guardians. And I'm sure there are others 
that I'm not thinking of. They've, you know, Capper did a good job. For, for all his faults, he did a good job for the most part putting together a staff of some pretty heavy hitters who went on to do some pretty good things um, and continue to do so. But let's just count. I mean, do we count the manager? I don't think so. Do you? When they count the coaches, is the, is the manager counted? I don't know. But Ryan Christensen, such an odd way that it says to pronounce it, but we'll just say Christensen, uh, one. Matt Williams, two. Pat Burrell, three. Mark Hallberg, four. Uh, Justin Veely, five. Pedro Guerrero, six. JP Martinez, seven. Alyssa Nakin, eight. Tyra Uematsu, nine. And so you're going to need at least a pitching coach. So that would be 10. And then the, I would imagine they want a director of pitching, and that would be 11. And so it's possible it stops there. I think the hitting group is done. First base coach, third base coach. Do you need like a catching coach or a, the a bullpen coach? So it's going to end up being a pretty big staff. When you've got like two just assistant coaches in Uimatsu and Nakin, that's going to bump up the number. But I don't get why it's such a big deal to have a larger staff. I've never understood the ridicule. Like, so what? And honestly, like you look at schools and like the teacher to student ratio and all that, and it's always thought of as a better thing to have more teachers for, you know, like a you want to have the children to have access to teachers and not to be like for every 50 students, you get one teacher. If it's better, if it's like every 10 students, there's a teacher, you know? And so, I, you know, more coaches, the better. Obviously, you don't want to get absurd with it, but like 13, I just, whatever. And a lot of them aren't even in the dugout. And guys like director of pitching, like they're not, they're not even necessarily there on a daily basis. They're kind of behind the scenes. And so, who knows? But this is big news. Um, nothing. We expected Christensen and Matt Williams. Those were like rumored over and over. Uh, uh, Pat Burrell, probably not the most surprising, but the most like we weren't sure that something like that would happen. And it did. And he, he's on par now with Justin Veely. That's a big promotion for Burrell and seemingly well-deserved and happy to have the likes of Hallberg and Nakin and Uimatsu back, uh, an uncertainty with, you know, Correa, Kai Correa, who's been an important part of their infield defense instruction. And the Giants just tweeted out like two days ago that they led in their infielders led the majors in outs above average. And so Kai Correa, I mean, he helped I think he helped J.D. Davis improve a lot. He helped Tyro Estrada improve a lot. And so losing Kai Correa, I think, would be a big deal. But maybe Correa's out there exploring his options like maybe others like Andrew Bailey are. So anyway, that's all That's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. We'll have the latest. We'll, oh, I also want to go through the rest of these top 50 free agents with contract predictions lists. We did MLB trade rumors, but we've also got fan graphs now. We've got ESPN. So all that coming up next week. And then all any news and rumors because it's rumor season uh, as we get closer to the winter meetings in less than a month. So 
Anyway, once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.